if you're feeling like an imposter constantly and it's popping back up, that means you're not, you're focused on self, not the people, and you're not in service. Why is it that we are constantly having these mindset issues about ourselves and our people are still struggling in our industries? Your clients are still not enrolled in your program. They're right. still not catching on that you have the solution, but you're having imposter syndrome. How? You're thinking about you, not them. Oh, that is so good. listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions Live. If you are a millions-minded entrepreneur and you want to learn how to prepare, plan, and profit so that you can make the move to millions in your life and in your business over the next one to three years, then you need to join us at Move to Millions Live. Go now to movetomillionsevent.com to get all the deets and to get your ticket. I have such a treat for you today. I know I say that all the time and I mean it every single time. This conversation that I just had, it was for me as much as it is for you and your next level. My guest, Tamasha Suber, says that we need to shift from self into servant. And when we shift into becoming a servant, we will watch everything that we desire for our lives and our businesses to completely show up for us. What I love about this, and I alluded to this in the interview, which you'll be able to hear in just a second, is when I first met Tamasha, she was supporting one of my clients, Jasmine Womack, at her live event. And I got to meet her and enjoy her energy, but she never made it about her. She only made it about Jasmine. And just having gone through the opportunity to interview her for you to be able to take these nuggets and apply them to your life. I watched her live what she just shared in this interview that you're going to have an opportunity to learn. So I have a really, really brief bio on Tamasha. Tamasha Suber is a business coach that focuses on helping her clients make their results repeatable. Y'all, I don't even want to still... Any more thunder from this amazing conversation, I need you to grab your pen, paper, and a box of tissues, and maybe even a mirror, because you're going to have to look into yourself in order to recognize how to die to self so that you can serve those that you've been called to serve, that you uniquely are qualified and positioned to serve so that you can help them change their lives. And in so doing, you can walk into everything that it is that you truly do desire. Let's jump into my conversation with Tamasha Suber. Tamasha, I am so excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I am doing good. I'm excited to be here too. It's going to be a blast. So I'm going to have you tell everybody who you are in your own words, but I just want to tell the listeners like how I first met you. So I first met you because of the Jasmine Womack. Hey, Jasmine, shout out to Jasmine. Love her. And then when I just saw you a couple of weeks ago at Marketer's Heart, 
Mm-hmm. I got to hear your brilliance. And I was like, girl, you got to be on my podcast because <laughs> when you were at Jasmine's event, as any good friend should do, you were there for her. It was not yeah. about you. And so then I got to see you in a light where you were just breaking down that brilliance. And so I just wanted to have you come on so we could just have a conversation about whatever happens to come up. So yeah. just take a quick minute and let everybody know who you are in your own words. I feel like that was such a good intro, but hello, move to millions, people. Um, my name is Tamasha Super. I am definitely a business coach that you want to get to know. And I help my clients put their results on repeat from six to seven figures. I love that. Put your results on repeat. Let's jump in right there. So how long, because I know you were sharing a little bit about your background. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be a business coach that helps people put their results on repeat. Yeah. So uh, corporately, I have worked in lots of different environments. So I've worked um, in real estate, property management. I've worked more in like retail, but a lot of my experience comes from uh, the healthcare industry. And I was working in administrative operational and financial leadership goals um, Mm -hmm. in in healthcare. And healthcare is such a service-driven industry. I don't think that people realize that, you know, there's a choice at every corner to determine where they want to go and who they want to spend their money with or their insurance benefits with. Yeah. And so really having that background of understanding not only something that's hugely regulated, that's also a really big moneymaker, but is highly driven on the way in which you deliver and serve. I use that combination and of course my, you know, diverse background to coach and consult with my clients and really help them to develop something that is not just here for a short time, but a long time. And that's going to impact people, not just impact the bank. Yeah, I love that. And I specifically what you just said that I love is you said the way in which you deliver and serve. Mm -hmm. I want to pull on that for a second because I feel like new entrepreneurs are hustling their way to the surface every single day. And even though, you know, on this podcast, our listeners are millions minded, their businesses are doing low multiple six figures. They are wanting to make millions. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. And, and so I'm very interested in your perspective here. I know a lot of the clients we get at that 180 to 250 range mm-hmm. are still hustling and grinding. Like they completely got there and they probably can't even tell you what they did to make it happen because they were doing so many things. So when mm-hmm. I hear you say the way in which you deliver and serve, like it, it sounds to me, and I want you to break it down for us. It sounds like an opportunity to take a step back and allow some clarity to ensue so that you can actually do things more purposefully and more directed. Am am I on point in any way? 100%. So, you know, my personal belief is that journey between like zero to a hundred, I would say probably even around 150 before you make it to the multiple six figures. The the whole point of that journey is to prove to yourself that what you thought and, and what you know is sellable. That's just my personal opinion. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold hold on. I'm going to need you to say that one more time for the people listening way in the back. Say that one more time. That was so good. The whole journey from zero to, I would say, probably up to multiple six figures, in my opinion, is proving that what you know and what you packaged is sellable. And so it really has nothing to do with, unfortunately, that's just the the truth. It has a, a lot less to do with 
how you serve and how you're showing up and more to do with the fact that you had to establish your belief that you could do this, trust yourself to keep doing it and get somebody to trust you enough to keep buying it and or to keep selling it over and over again. And so before you can really even get deep down into the service, you got to make sure that what you have is sellable and over and over again. And so there's this journey, there's this, I think, this switch that has to happen when we talk about repeating results. A lot of people want to talk about reaching something, but very few people repeat. And the reason that they can't repeat it is because they haven't gone beyond themselves. To repeat something, you got to go beyond yourself and get to the clients and get to the service. So we Okay, go hold on. I'm because- sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> I can't write fast enough, Tamasha. And I'm going to need you yeah. to slow down a little bit because you're just dropping too many gems, okay? Yeah. Like, okay, I want to go back, but, but I'm going to let you finish what you just said, but I just need you to repeat it a little bit slower this time so that I can actually write it because I want to make sure that that ends up in the show notes. And yeah. then I'm gonna, I want to come back to establishing belief because mm-hmm. I feel like that is the money maker right there. Okay, so go ahead. You said a lot of people talk about- A lot of people talk about reaching six figures or reaching multiple. So everyone wants to talk about what it takes to hit or reach. Very few know what it takes and have the capability to repeat. And it's because to repeat something at that at a level, I would say multiple six figures is a grandeur state, right? Like a lot of people don't make it there. Like obviously millions are important. A lot of us are making a lot of money, but to make it to multiple six figures, it's a grandeur place. And so the reason is, is because you go from self to serve. You go from self-serving to client serving all the way, you know, to that six figures and multiple. A lot of it is you proven to yourself. You've been serving self. Like, I can do this every day. I got this. I just got to deliver this one time. I just got to make it through this launch. I just got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to continue to show up. But to repeat that and go beyond that, mm-hmm. now you got to really start thinking about how am I going to like, I've I've served myself to this place. Mm-hmm. But to get beyond this place, now I got to not be so selfish and become focused on service. Masha, girl, that is so good. And when I think about my own journey and I mean, what I love, I, there's so many things I love about it. I love so much about it. I can't even process really what it is that I love about it. But mm-hmm. what what resonates with me as I'm thinking back to when my own business was at low six figures or even trying to get to the six figure mark the very first time I was singing in the choir. Me, 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 me. It was all about me, right? Mm-hmm. I have to get here. Even the first time I got to the million dollar mark, it was very selfish. It wasn't about the lives I could change. It was about the validation Mm -hmm. of myself. Like, how could I prove not just to myself, but to other people that I deserve to be here? So that is spot on, which is why when you said establish the belief, Mm -hmm. I was like, we got to go back to because I when I think about so 2013, 2014, 2013, I can't remember. It's all a blur now. I think it was 2014 was the first year we crossed the million dollar mark. And the reason we were able to do it, there were two things that happened. Number one, I did some massive forgiveness work. I believe that forgiveness will block your money. It will block the flow of your funds as uh, Dr. Shamika Dean says. Hey, Dr. Shamika. And the second thing that I did is I stopped having to be validated by something else. Mm -hmm. I established the belief. Yeah. I held the belief in my hand, like I'm holding my phone. You guys can't see me, but I'm literally physically holding my phone. And I held the belief that same way. And it was that belief that carried us all the way to the million dollar mark. 
It wasn't a specific strategy. It was establishing the belief. So Tamasha, I need you to, I need you to break down what it looks like at the point where you've been selfish and it's been all about you and you've been singing in the choir. How do you establish the belief that allows you to shift into service, which then opens up the ability to take your business wherever you might want it to, you might want to go. So I'm a firm believer that in order to establish that belief, you have to take a second and be willing to turn around and look back. And most people don't want to do that because they're ashamed of where they were. Mm-hmm. I think we don't want to look back at like back in the day when we were peddling a hundred dollar session, like when we were doing things for free, when we were like on everybody's stage and podcast and in every room trying to make a few bucks and nobody knew it. Yeah. Um, but in order to really get that belief solidified, you got to turn around and look back mm-hmm. and realize that the person that was back there was already capable of what you've done. So we think that the journey, <laughs> yeah, because people think that the journey and the sales and the launches and the visibility and the, ooh, this authority called me out and, ooh, this leader in the industry said my name. They think that those are the things that make them, right? Mm-hmm. We think that the the applause and the noise is what makes us. But no, baby, you were that when it was quiet. You just couldn't see it. That's so good. So allowing yourself to turn around and look back and be like, the girl that was in the trenches, the guy that was there, like she already had everything. Mm -hmm. He may have needed a little bit of guidance. He probably learned a strategy or two. Mm -hmm. But you just didn't believe in yourself back then. That's the difference. And once you take a second to look back and you really realize I'm really not that much different today than I was back then. Mm -hmm. I just really had this audacity about me now. I got this, you know, like this strength about me, this confidence. That belief is solidified 100%. That's so good. It reminds me, I was doing, recording another podcast interview and the person on that podcast, Joyce Dungy Proctor, shout out to Joyce. She said, you have to listen to your life. Mm -hmm. And what I feel like I'm hearing you say is the same thing, different words, but the same message of being willing to look back at what you've been through. I remember years ago when I used to be active in church, the pastor used to always say, sometimes you just got to take a look over your shoulder so you can see where you've been. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this reframe because it, it removes the fear, it removes the, the guilt and the embarrassment of what happened in the past, but it allows you to firmly plant mm-hmm. that even then, even if you didn't have the result that you wanted, you were still capable, you were still positioned to get to the point where you could actually achieve that. This is the perfect place for us to stop and take a break. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Tamasha. We'll be right back. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make millions. You don't have to apologize or downplay your desire for them either. What you need is preparation. Let us prepare you so that when you cross the million dollar mark, it's a dream come true, not a nightmare you can't wake up from. Hi, I'm Dr. Darnielle Jervy Harmon, the host and creator of Move to Millions Live, happening May 24th through the 26th, 2023 in the Washington, D.C. area. Our 2023 theme is sought after. Here's what I need you to know. 
know there is a wealth transfer underway and it is time for you to rise up, answer the call and position your life and business to make millions. Millions are your birthright and to access them, all you need to do is move. Move to grab your ticket right now to join us for Move to Millions Live at movetomillionsevent.com. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast. This is your host, Dr. Darnielle Jervy Harmon, and I am joined by greatness right now. I don't know about you, but uh, are, do y'all have like a whole bunch of notes? And do you feel like you've been slapped around and edified all at the same time in this first part of this conversation? Well, I am joined today by Tamasha Sober. And oh, Tamasha. I knew this was going to be great. I knew this was going to be good because you have done the work and you have seen so much. And we just started this conversation about establishing belief. And you've only so far just given us one thing that we have to do, which is take a second to turn around and realize that we were always capable. Mm -hmm. Once we do that, you just said before we went to break, everything begins to shift. What do we do after that? Is is it as simple as that? Or are there more steps that we have to take? It can be as simple as that. But what really happens there so that people understand like how it, it clicks is, and I work a lot on this with my clients, especially the ones that are talking about millions. Um, and I know that's why people are listening here is after you turn around and you recognize that you were that, from there, you also notice that bigger belief is is built by a trickle of moments of trust, Ooh. right? So if you look back and you believe, right, back then, every single day that you show up and you decide to go big, like I put in my stories this morning, I was talking about, it's not enough to just dream big, you have to boldly believe. So it's interesting we're talking about belief here. and But the belief comes from small instances of trust, you trusting yourself, even when you might not be able to see what's the potential outcome of that thing. You don't know what's going to happen. And every single day, I feel like that is the biggest hurdle that us as you know entrepreneurs and people in business have to overcome is to trust when we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and who so, are we? Are we trusting ourselves first? We're trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're trusting our clients to do what we tell them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trusting our team to guide us when we might not be sure and might not know. We're trusting our ears to hear what we need to and to block out what we don't. Mm-hmm. We're trusting our intuition to get in the rooms we're supposed to be in and not the ones that'll take us down. Mm-hmm. There's so many pieces of trust, right? We're mm-hmm. trusting ourselves to show up and actually do a quality work and not just this. Mm-hmm. We're trusting that we are putting ourselves constantly in position to give both others and ourselves and our families the best of us and not simply what's left of us, not just the rest of us. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trusting, all of those things. So it's little small pieces of trust that we're building every single day. And that's how your belief gets bigger, by doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree that belief is in the doing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's all always theory at first. And theory has the potential to either accelerate action or detract from action, right? Because because mm-hmm. fear enters in and fear is either in front of us or behind us. It's never in the, pro- in the present. Mm-hmm. And the way that we keep fear at bay is by taking the next step that we know to take in this current moment without looking back or looking ahead, which can mm-hmm. be hard. Yeah. Right. It's really hard to do that. And that's why this trusting is so important. And I love how 
you yeah. broke down all the all the people and all the things we have to trust like that mm-hmm. intuition mm-hmm. i think that's honestly i feel like that's the most important trust that needs to happen i think so many of us think that greatness is outside of ourselves Mm-hmm. And we fail to remember that greatness is, was actually baked into us. Like we came into the earth realm as greatness. Yeah. And then things happened where our trust was taken away that m- minimized our belief and had us question. But that moment when we, as you said a minute ago, when we look back and we realize that we are the same girl, we mm-hmm. are her, she is us. Mm-hmm. And if we could do it then, even if we did it wrong or or made a mistake, it wasn't to our ending, right? It was just to an opportunity to recalibrate, to figure out how to refine it and amplify it. Everything begins to change. 100%, 100%. And that fear though, like we hear, we talk about fear and, and I have a little bit of a different perspective, but like, I have this belief that like, I've just accepted that fear goes everywhere I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, obviously I can walk into a room. I'm like, I don't have time for fear today. Fear's not going to stop me. But like, why don't we just get comfortable with the fact that it'll follow you wherever you go? If right. you're like, I mean, for greatness, it will follow you. It will. Because what I always say to Masha is that fear is an indication that your next level is present. Yes. Like, so yeah, it is going to be with you. I think, you know, esoterically, we've been equipped to not let fear stop us. We've mm-hmm. been given that power to not let it stop us. But yeah, it's not, there's no such thing as being fearless. Yeah. It's, fe- it's first, it's your ego protect, trying to protect you. Mm. Right? Cause it doesn't want to see you fall on your face or touch the hot stove and burn yourself. So it's a, seeking to protect you. But at the end of the day, it's only seeking to protect you because fear doesn't know your ego doesn't know that you are actually greatness and that you yeah. can do exceeding and abundant above what they can even see for what your ego can see for you. And so it's really, for me, when I feel fear now, I get excited because I'm like, I am clearly on the verge of something really great. And if I just keep leaning into this fear and take the action in spite of, and I keep walking towards it, I'm going to land where it is that I truly want to be. And I can apply that to every area of my life, like not even just my business. I can think about even in getting married. And I mean, and I love my husband, he's amazing, but the thought, that the fear at right, that yeah, yeah. point in time that this was going to be the right move after being single for 40, almost 42 years. Yeah. It's like, should I do this? But I'm like, you know what? This fear that I'm feeling right now is an indication that this is about to be the best thing that ever happened to me. So let's right. lean into it and let's figure out how to get this fear to dissipate. Is yeah. that something that, like, how do you help your your clients or even yourself because fear is going with you everywhere you go. How do you keep that fear at bay so that you take the action that you need to take to produce the results you ultimately desire? I worked on the opposite part of what we just talked about. So obviously it's like, if fear is there, that means I know that like I'm on the verge of something big and something incredible is going to happen. But on the other side of that, I know what fear is there to do. It's to protect me from failure. Mm -hmm. And I believe that failure is a reality, but it is not the end. Mm. I've embraced, right? That like failures will happen, but I'm smart enough. I'm committed enough. I am strong enough. I am bold enough to stare that failure in the face and turn it into a power. So failure to me isn't the end. It's a power. Yeah, I love that. When fear pops up for me, yes, like I know I'm on to something big, 
right? And I and I'm gonna I need to keep moving forward. But also, if it turns into a failure, I'm big, bad, and bold enough to turn that thing into something else. I'm gonna come up out of that. And I think people don't want to lean and think about the failure part. But to be quite yeah. frank, that's what gets people out of business. Yeah, not thinking about the failures, not thinking about the potential of things not going well. We love to live in the dream. We don't like to go to the negative place. Yeah. But, and I don't like to stay there either, but I prepare myself constantly and I prepare my clients for what if failure happens? Yeah. Because I can give you the strategy, you can pivot, you can hire somebody. But what I can't change about you as a coach, no coach can change this about you, is your character. Yeah. Character always falls to failure. No matter how many strategies or pivots you do, you will find yourself back in that same spot. But here's the thing, because I think that that's so true. If we take the first thing that you said and take a look back and realize Mm -hmm. that she was capable, he was capable. Mm -hmm. I think that even when failure happens, because it will happen, I believe failure precedes success everywhere, not just in the dictionary. So failure is eminent, but failure, to your point, is not the end. It's feedback, right? And we have the power and the greatness to recover from a failure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not designed to take us out, right? There is no, if you think about the Apollo and Sandman, there is no Sandman (laughs) with the hook pulling you out of business when you fail. Like, it's just an opportunity to recalibrate. I mean, I experienced for the very first time ever in the history of my business that I can remember, and there probably was this failure before, but I just cannot recollect it a launch that was a failure. No one bought. Mm. I didn't close up shop. I didn't go to Indeed looking for a job. I went to my team and was like, ma'am, sir, what do we do to recover? Like, how are we going to, because we are going to launch again. What do we need to do next time in order to make sure that that doesn't happen? What didn't we do this time? What did we not think about? And I wasn't prepared for it because I'm used to everything that we touch turning to money. But it was, as you just said a minute ago, it was such a wake up call that greatness doesn't get an opportunity to sleep and that we can't, we can't have step. Like when we are here to be of service, so let's take us all the way back, right? So we, we shift from being selfish and we come into service. When we are here for service, we are here for impact. Mm -hmm. We cannot afford to be haphazard because it's not about, it's not selfish. It's about us. And so I was like, okay, this launch sucked, but how do we fix it? Because we have to do it again. Because this isn't about us. This is about them. Exactly. Yep. And that's the shift that you start to make in your brain. It's like once you go from self to service, it becomes a lot less frequent of these instances of like, because I hear people talking constantly about like, I have this imposter monster following me around. How is that? Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're feeling like an imposter, I think you're not focused on the people. Right. Okay, say that one more time so I can write it down. Yeah. If you're feeling like an imposter constantly and it's popping back up, that means you're not, you're focused on self, not the people. And you're not in service. Why is it that we are constantly having these mindset issues about ourselves and our people are still struggling in our industries? Your clients are still not enrolled in your program. They're right. still not catching on that you have the solution, but you're having imposter syndrome. How? You're thinking about you, not them. Oh, that is so good. It's so good. And it's so true. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. And the main reason why we're doing this break is so you guys can catch your breath because I know she's hitting you really, really hard right now. Go in your corner, wipe your face, drink some water, and we'll be right back. Do you have millions on your mind? Well, I would like to invite you to join us for Move to Millions Live. Our 2023 theme is sought after. This is the must attend event for million dollar CEOs and million dollar CEOs in the making. If you are ready to plan, prepare and position your company for more, then you need to get your ticket today to movetomillionsevent.com. Welcome back. If you've recovered, welcome back (laughs) to Masha. Oh (laughs) my goodness. This is so good. This is so good. I love what you just said before we took the break. If you're feeling like an imposter, it's because you're focusing on yourself, Mm. not on other people. Girl, I think, I think somebody just got delivered today. I hope so. (laughs) That's the goal, right? (laughs) Cause, okay. So let's, let's play with this for a second, because what I just realized, or at least I feel like this, you tell me if you agree, I feel mm-hmm. like fear is about yourself and not about others. 100%. 100%. So is the answer just to always, once you get to the point where you are clear who you are, mm-hmm. you clear who you serve, you clear the problem you solve and the solution you provide. Is the answer as simple as being fo- just being focused on service? Yes, the, amp- the answer is that simple. And here's why. Because being of service now isn't just a thing that you do. It's a position that you hold. Girl, I want to smack you. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, oh. it's a position, right? Being a servant is actually where we want to be. Yeah. A servant to others, not a slave to the algorithm, not a slave to validation, not a slave to other people's thoughts and opinions and stuff that really just doesn't matter. When you put yourself in position of servitude, you will always be most protected. Mm. Always. Because your first train of thought isn't personal. It's business. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Y'all can't see me, but I'm jumping up and down. I'm like (laughs) leaning back in my chair and soothing myself because I never looked at it that way, but you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. 100%. I had, so I had a client that was, we were were meeting and um, they came in and and we had done some, some feedback. Uh, We did a round of feedback for the current client. They run an agency model business. um, And I work with a lot of agency models and Mm -hmm there was some feedback. And obviously, you know, feedback can be good or bad. You got to be open to receiving it. And I could tell that they were starting to take it personally. Mm -hmm. And we dug into that. And I said, here's the thing about feedback. Feedback is to be used, not to be owned personally. It's to be used Mm -hmm. as a servant and a business owner, not to be owned as a person. And the reason that they experienced that exchange mentally and those feelings is because you're thinking about self. These people are talking about me. These people don't like me. These people are upset or not happy with me. No, they're not happy with your coaching program. No, they're not happy with the the time of the calls. They're not happy with the curriculum. They're not, you know what I'm saying? They're not happy with something that is external to you. And the sooner that we can get to that, 
as business owners who are trying to really go beyond that multiple six and probably go towards seven figures, if we can get ourselves out of it and put our service into it, we are in position to be more mentally capable of running a business. That is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to thank you all for coming out. God bless. Good night. Like, <laughs> let's just drop the mic. I mean, it's it's so true and it's so good. And I mean, I just really appreciate the perspective for myself. And I, I like to think that I am very others focused when it comes to the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out of my comfort zone, like if it were up to me, I would just be in the corner somewhere observing, but definitely not part of what it is. And Mm. deciding to do this work and to live into the the purpose, the mission, the mantle that is on my life isn't about me because I'd much rather be home looking at my husband right now, like to be honest. And to think about it in this way is so, it's refreshing and it's, it's liberating at the same time. It takes off so much pressure if you stop making it about you, which I think is so important because failure is going to happen. Yeah. Yes. It's part of the process. And if you aren't, if you have learned how to not take it personally, because it isn't about you, you know, I feel like where people might get stuck is Mm -hmm. here, right? The people who have vision boards and I have vision board, right? And vision board is very selfish. It's very you focused, right? I, so I have a vision board, which is all the stuff that I desire. And then I have a brand and a why board, which is external to me. Like if I, and I, and I built my why board before I built my vision board, because I wanted to think about how it would serve other people and thinking about that Zig Ziglar quote, right? When you help enough people get what they want, then you will get what you want. So if I focus out there first, then I can drive the nice car. I can live in the nice house. I can have, you know, a a second home on the water. I can do all of these other things. But if I were to focus on me, me, me and sing in the choir first, I might not ever get to be a servant because being making it about me makes puts me it puts me in the line of fire to potentially be taken out because I'm taking everything personal because everything is about me. Girl, you just solved world peace (laughs) and and, and it's it's such a huge piece because oftentimes like we think about you hear people like well you know my clients there I'm bringing my clients with me and you know like I'm I'm pulling and tucking people along again it's about you right you're bringing my clients with me no you need to be pulling and pushing your clients ahead of you think about it the other way it's like if I'm if I'm if I'm on a race would I rather all the people that I'm looking to come with me be behind me or beside me and in front of me? Yeah. Because the great thing is, is that a good leader will never be left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good servant will never be left behind. Why? Because your people will come back and get you even in the moments where you thought about stopping. Mm-hmm. So when you do really put yourself out there in, the, in your business to really be in a position of servitude for your clients and the people that are going to spend money with you, you will always find yourself in a place of abundance yeah. and you do good and serve people well, and not just your clients, but shifting also to being a really good servant to your team. Cause there's a lot of people that just want to be dictators and they don't want to serve the people that are serving their clients that are serving them every single day. Yeah. So again, it's a position of servitude. I think it's, it, it makes business a heck of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I can totally see how adopting this without knowing this was the thing, how it has made a difference, how it has helped me to build a team of people who would literally ride over a cliff for the work that it is that we do, because it's not about me. It's about them, the people that we've been called to serve. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mission. We're all, if we, if we shift from thinking that we're just here to do something and that we're just here to make money, you know, we're on a mission mm-hmm. and I don't want people to buy into Tamasha. I want people to buy into the mission. My goal is to help you put results on repeat. Yeah. Buy into that mission. Cause yeah. if you buy into me, I might not feel good tomorrow. My stock right. might not be as good as next week, but the mission still stands. Yeah. I'm here to serve through that mission. And when we take that perspective, that allows you to be in a better position going towards, again, like you say, that making that move to multiple six or six or, you know, seven figures to millions, yeah. you get yourself out of the thinking of, because when we were coming up, like we were talking about earlier, it's like when you were coming through it, you look back like, oh, girl, you did that. But you got to remember back then, the reason that we have issue now is because back then we had nothing to lose and now we have everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were trying yeah. to make a few dollars. We were trying to get to that six figures, trying to get to that multiple, that half a mil seven figures. Now that we've done it, now your brain immediately thought, oh, you got something to lose, but maybe you have everything to gain. Yeah. It's only, it only continues to go in the direction. And I think you're right. Even sliding back just a little bit to the mission, right? And it's even in our work, it's move to millions and move is an acronym, but it's make, move and leave millions. Mm -hmm. It's not just about getting there so you can floss. It's actually not about the flaws. It's about the legacy, the financial legacy, your children's children. Like that's really what it's about. And and even in understanding the the move, which is an action, it's Mm -hmm. about mastery. And what I think is most important in that mastery is mastery of understanding service and servanthood based on what you're sharing today. The O stands for operational obedience and being able to obediently operate in service to other people. V stands for vision, the vision of what it looks like to be a servant. And E stands for execution, Mm -hmm. executing in service. I love that girl. I wish we'd have had this conversation before I wrote my book. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, But this is so good. This is so good. I love the, I love the reframe that everyone who will listen to this episode over and over and over are going to to get. And Mm -hmm. I love it because it's going to help them to get to their results so much faster when they take the focus off themselves. Yes. So good. Man, because we, I mean, just less focus, especially online, you know, because we already have to deal with so much of it if it's a, it starts off as a personal brand in most cases, because people don't really know your business name. And so you use your personal and that's where it starts. And you have to really allow yourself to be like, hey, like I am a person that's building a business, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have to take things in constantly and apply it to me, the human being. Yeah. And that's why, like, I actually did the opposite. I built my business in Incredible One Enterprises first. And mm-hmm. then I just got a personal brand. Like, I, we just started focusing on my personal brand in, like, the last two years. Because yeah. it was never about me. Like, even the name of my company, Incredible One, is because God is incredible. Yeah. And if we're created in his image and likeness, that means we're incredible, too. And if each of us allows our incredible to help somebody else to realize they're incredible, this world would be an incredible one. Like it's so corny. Every time I say it now, I'm like, that's so corny. I mean, I still believe it. 
was really corny, but at the same time, it was about service. It was about others. It wasn't about me. I am not the incredible one for the sake of me being the incredible one. I am an incredible one because I'm helping other people realize they are incredible ones. And together we are creating incredible ones, which, yeah, which is so good. Okay. Awesome. I mean, anything else you need, you feel on your, your heart, your spirit to share with the people before I ask you our closing questions and we call it an episode. Yeah, I would say if you are a person who is focused on making whatever next move is important to you, the main thing that you need to do every single day is believe that you can and should have the desires of your heart. Mm. Working on that belief every single day, because I constantly have to ask people, you say you believe, but do you actually? Mm-hmm. And nobody else knows that but you. And so really take time to ask yourself that today. Have all of my actions, my thoughts, my strategies, my programs, all that stuff, is that really showing proof yeah. or an indication that I fully believe? That is so good. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Oh, Tamasha, this has been amazing. All right. Before I let you go, we always ask our three closing questions just to kind of ground the interview because, you know, we don't always talk around business around, talk about business around here. Yeah. But I also want to help our listeners to continue to build their professional library and adapt new tools that are going to help them as they continue on their move to millions. So my first question for you is what is the quote that when you are having a moment, when you are experiencing that fear that is right next to you all the time, you think about that quote and it gets you right back on track. Mm, Don't turn this moment into a lifetime. (laughs) Mm, That's good. Yeah, I can be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of like my little, I guess you can consider to be a flaw or or challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I have to remind myself sometimes, like don't let this moment turn into a day or a week or a month of like indecision or inaction. Yeah. That's so good. And then what's one book that has made a difference as you are on your own move to millions? Just one. (laughs) I would say the company of one. Mm, That is a good one. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, what is one tool that you swear by? Oh, one tool that I swear by. Oh. Kajabi. Okay. Yeah. I love that question because I get all kinds of answers. And what I thought you were going to say was, I thought you were going to say belief is the tool that you Well, well you say tools. So I was thinking but, like- But tool could be anything. I thought, yeah, I thought you meant in business. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. I, I, I swear by like in terms of business, but yeah, I mean, if it was something like that, like an act, it would be belief. Yeah. Yeah. This has been amazing. I am so glad- that I saw you in, where were we? In New Orleans. Yes. And I got to experience your greatness and your brilliance um, because I know you just blessed so many people today and your heart is truly of service to others. And so I'm so excited that we got an opportunity to have this time together. Me too. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. We're gonna have to have you come back. We're, it's just gonna have to happen. <laughs> like, I, I mean, because I'm like for myself, I'm like, I need, I'm, I'm gonna be looking back at these notes, not just to add value to the show notes that the producers will put together, but just for myself, like just as a reminder, right? Like even I have a question that's 
on my door as I'm walking out that's similar to what you asked at the end, like have my thoughts, have my actions, has everything that I've done today been an illustration that I believe that I am the one to solve this problem for those that I'm called to serve? And just even that refresher and that reminder, and I walk past it every single day. Yeah. It's just even being grounded in that and, and thinking about you, the servant, Mm-hmm. And not you, the CEO, is so powerful and it's going to change yes. so many lives. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Have you recovered? <laughs> that conversation was so rich. I believe you'll be eating on it for years. I know you'll come back and listen over and over and over to all of the goodness and greatness that Tamasha shared with us. There are so many things that she said in this conversation I think my favorite part was the breakdown of how to establish belief, because once you establish that belief, that is what opens everything up to you to shift from serve. I mean, from self to serving, everything really changes as you establish that belief. She has so many writer downers, y'all. A lot of people talk about reaching, but very few know what it takes to repeat. Bigger belief is built on a trickle of moments of trust. You want to have a business that allows the best of you to be present and not what's left of you. Failure isn't the end, it's a power. Fear goes everywhere you do. So you just learn that fear is to protect you from failure and to allow it to guide you safely into the place. Oh, this one right here, y'all, this was this was good for those of you who struggle with imposter syndrome. If you're feeling like an imposter, it's because you're focused on yourself and not and being of service to others. Y'all, this whole conversation was a bar. It's so life-changing. We're gonna make sure that we put all of Tamasha's details in the show notes so that you can connect with her, follow her online. This is just a drop in the bucket of her greatness and what it is that she has to share with the world. So we'll definitely make sure that you get all of the details. I wanna thank you for hanging out with me today. And I want you to make sure that if this conversation moved you, that you do two things. Number one, take a picture or take a screenshot of your app listening to the podcast and tag me on Instagram at Darnielle Jervy Harmon and leave me a rating and review. When you rate and review the podcast, you let other people who haven't found us yet know that we are out here offering information, content, insight, conversations, and strategy at the highest of levels that can be broken down into exactly what is required to build a business that serves you financially and spiritually so that you can make, move, and leave millions. And I'm just going to thank you in advance for leaving us a rating and a review. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. We'd love to have you join us in May at Move to Millions Live to help you prepare, plan, and position your company for the million dollar mark. Visit Move to Millions event now to grab your seat. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright and to access them, you need only move. See you next time. Take care.